Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy, and we're back to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette. We're back for episode two. How are you doing this morning, Christy? I'm doing good. What about you? I am excellent. I'm ready to get into an exciting episode. Yes, it was... I don't know... I'd call it exciting, more funny than exciting. Mm. I guess I was just trying to go into it strongly to overcome the just amount of screaming that I did in the episode. That's true. There was a lot of cringe, Mm -hmm. which I found funny. I think without Carl, this episode would have been a snooze fest. Yeah, you're probably right. I just hurt a lot later on. Uh, we we didn't watch the entire thing together. We only watched most of it together, and I had to finish it alone. And finishing it alone was very difficult for me. Yeah, he Carl had uh, a lot to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, what's going on in Bachelor Nation, Christy? Well, there's one major news story that dropped right after we recorded last week. Well, of course. (laughs) But Chris Harrison is gone for good. Forever. Yes, he threatened to spill show secrets, so they hushed him with about $25 I've seen conflicting reports on exactly how much he got, but... A good wow. chunk of money. I wish I could get $25 million for not divulging secrets that I know. I know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how many people can say something bad at their job and get rewarded? Like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you think about it, he didn't get rewarded because he would have made so much money over the future. Or whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's just devastated. Uh, yeah. Is he... So he's gone completely. So he's not even executive producing or anything. He's, he's just completely gone, bought out. I, I think so. I don't think he has any further involvement, as far as I know. Okay. Even though, still, on Hulu, it lists The Bachelorette starring Chris Harrison. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a little slow on that, but... As far as I know, he yeah. is gone, and some people and yeah, some I people mean, are devastated. <laughs> yeah, that's that is pretty funny, in my opinion. And I obviously don't have nearly the backstory and history with this show, but in my little bit of experience with it, it just does not seem like he's particularly important. At least, at least, like, in front of the scenes, right? Because obviously he was he was executive producing and everything, and so I'm sure he had some amount of influence on the show uh, and directed the show somewhat to what it was, perhaps. Uh, but still, I don't know. I, I don't totally get why 
people would be super attached to him when he really didn't do a whole lot of anything. Yeah, I think the people who are more attached are the former contestants because a whole bunch of them went to his comment section and flooded it with comments like, oh, the show will never be the same without you. I'm devastated. I'm not going to watch anymore. They don't know what they're missing. Just because I think, I guess, behind the scenes, he interacts with the leads and contestants more than we as the audience see. But mm-hmm. still, it was, you'd think he was dying or something the way they reacted. <laughs> well, in some ways, he is terminal. Terminally released <laughs> from the show. <laughs> yeah, it, maybe maybe that does affect things that that he had more of a relationship with people behind the scenes that that we don't get to see but just as as a and i say this as a casual viewer i don't get the issue yeah it's really not that big of a deal oh boy well okay bye uh (laughs) how about the episode episode two well you see the men moving into the resort i guess um and car and how many how many sorry i was just saying how many people actually started out this season because it's less than i think it james or i think it was 30 okay How, how many did she get rid of last time Seven, I think. Really? They didn't show all of them. Like, I don't even know really who left. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know who's there. Yeah, there's still too many left. But Huh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize that they had gotten rid of so many. Yeah, usually the first night you cut a good chunk. So was that even then, was that more than on last season because i thought he only had 25 um i don't remember now huh Uh, it's just very confusing very confusing yeah uh should we talk about carl (laughs) i he was just yelling already for no reason (laughs) no why (laughs) yeah he was uh well, so he started out the episode right, appropriating was is it a JFK quote? They asked not what your country can do for oh. you. <laughs> that whole thing. As a person interested in history, I am ashamed. But also, it's kind of early in the morning right now while we're recording, so I'll remember more for sure later. But I believe it was JFK, and he's like, yeah. As, as not what the bachelorette can do for you, but what you can do for the bachelorette. It's like, what? what? And he's, like, gesticulating and, like, all this stuff. And everyone's uh, just like, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> it was very cringe. I mean, he's a motivational speaker, which is something I've tried to keep in mind this whole episode. <laughs> Through his antics, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's actually, I, I'll bring this up now in case I forget later. But at one point in the episode, um, and I, of course, I don't remember his name, um, but one of the other black guys 
is like sitting in the group of guys as Carl is like going on one of his ridiculous tirades. And of course he's just word vomiting all this stuff out. And like the camera cuts over to this guy and he's just like, it's, Honestly, I'm a little surprised I haven't seen it on the internet as like a meme already because it was almost the same expression as I don't know if you've seen the one where it's like the two ladies yelling and then it, the second frame is that cat that's just like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on? And he's just like, he just is so, the look on his face is so funny. <laughs> he just is so over what's going on. It's just, Oh man, yeah, Carl. Carl is not not. Imagine great. having to live with him in that house. Yeah, I would not want to. Not want to whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I can't talk about <laughs> Carl too much. I mean, obviously, like. I, I would I would imagine right they're setting him up as the villain of the season. Yeah, somehow I don't think he's gonna last much longer. I mean, I don't either. But for the moment, he's kind he's of the villain of the season. He seems more of like a f- just like a full character than the villain. Like he's not doing, he's not your typical villain where he's like trying to be mean. He's just so like oblivious and lacking self-awareness that he just. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, and we'll, I, we, we will talk about this more later as, as things happen. Uh, oh, oh, it was Trey. Trey, Trey oh. was the one who is all like, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So how about this, this first group date? Yeah, well, we are continuing the quote-unquote sex-positive nature of this season. Yes, that's the that's the that's the theme. That's the buzzword. That's the that's the lifestyle. <laughs> sex-positive. I'm still not even sure what exactly that means for Katie. It's just this term. Um, but anyway, so we have. Like the guys walk in and they see like lingerie on the floor, and he. Well, yeah, because it's. Yeah, I was just gonna say like it's this dark room, and there's a bed with I think it was a heart shape made out of roses, and so there are like spotlights on various things. So there's like a spotlight on the on the rose thing on the bed. There's a little spotlight on like a bra on the floor, or whatever. <laughs> One funny thing is they're like shuffling in there. And and Mike's like, I have no idea what we're doing, but it's a dark room with sex stuff. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> he's he's just immediately uncomfortable. Well, yes, because as as we know, that is his bachelorette personality, which is just kind of funny that we that we say that because one it is true but two like i feel like any normal person should be uncomfortable in that situation <laughs> well everyone else pretended not to be i guess but well i don't think any of the rest of them are normal i mean not that's not to say that mike is normal necessarily but just that 
Like, I don't know. It's it's quite strange. Yeah, you walk into a room like that, and you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, it just goes along with the the whole strangeness, right? That nobody ever really talks about it that much or acknowledges it so much in this way uh, most of the time. But, like, the premise of the show is literally that the lead has a relationship with all of these people at the same time. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why you hear stuff like, oh, like, I think, like, other guys' relationships are, are, like, further along than mine or whatever. Because it's like, they're all in a relationship at the same time. It's absolutely bizarre. I just want to say that. <laughs> it is strange. Yeah, you're right. Nobody really talks about that. It's just kind of, just kind of like an accepted premise. Because it's like this weird like polyamorous thing, almost. Like, you don't have like cross-pollination or whatever like between the the contestants but the lead is having you know 27 relationships at the same time or whatever it is it's very strange i'm uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so we have a celebrity guest and i just thought this was really funny that like katie is talking about all her accomplishments but she's like most importantly she's the host of whatever podcast Heather has, which is like, okay, this show, this whole show is just about promotion. Oh, of course. I mean, I can't say that I've heard of her before necessarily. I think I'd heard her name, but didn't really know who she was. But she's really just there to ask a bunch of sexual questions. Well, yeah, because I guess as a stand-up comedian, her area of expertise for comedy is sex i guess i don't know they're like oh we gotta get somebody sex positive in here (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah so let's just uh (sighs) my parents would be so ashamed but (laughs) yes the premise of this group date is that all the guys in the group date have some time to determine what makes them or is it just like in general the like the world's greatest lover or like who would be the best lover for Katie I forget I forget which of the two that it was yeah like I think after Heather asked them all the the questions Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably not. We shouldn't skip that. Yeah, so she was, like, they were all, like, standing in a line, which was a super awkward way to, like, set this up anyways. And they all had little, like, dry erase boards. And Katie and this Heather lady were standing there. And Heather was asking them all these sexual questions, you know, about, like, their sexual histories, but, like, just like sexual trivia as well. It's like, oh, what's the biggest? What's a woman's biggest sex organ? Oh, it's the brain. Whoa, like, just very strange. Yeah, strange I stuff. didn't. Under- the questions were <laughs> odd, and the answers didn't make sense to me. 
<laughs> yeah, and poor poor Mike there. Of you know, and of course, you know the producers were like, "Katie, you have to have Mike on this date. Don't ask why." <laughs> But he needs to be on this date. He was just putting um, question marks for every answer on his on his dry erase board. Well, I mean, like, what are you gonna do when when they're asking you like, what's like, what's your favorite sexual position, or like, what's the last time you had sex? Like, this, I just <laughs> once again baffled why Mike came on this show, and and in particular on this season. Like, you had to know you were going to get exploited. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I keep saying about everybody, but nobody, no, you know, none of them listen to me, so. No, they all want to be famous, so they will sacrifice oh, yeah. their dignity. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, poor poor Mike. All he wants to do is wait for his wife, but it's so it's so difficult when everyone's so sex positive. <laughs> but yeah, so they yeah, so they went for them from the questions to they had some set amount of time to create some sort of presentation or performance about why they would be the best lover. And so then of course they had to all perform them, which it was very reminiscent of the whole like uh erotica Oh yeah, from last season. Group date. Yeah. Yeah, this was not quite as bad, thankfully. It was still pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know. The the one from last season was just a big yikes in general, but her her victorious they just like bleeped. I know, out we didn't even hear it. most of it. <laughs> it was just it was just like bleep, 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 hey, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, just they, and then, of course, yeah, bring everybody else in yes. to watch. Because of COVID, we can't have a real audience, so just your housemates. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we should talk about this or not. <laughs> well, I liked the cat guy. He had, like, a song. Yeah, which was pretty clever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I like cat guy. Connor. Yes. I I, he's one of the few that I know his name. Connor. Yeah. We have the guy with the puppets, which is pretty funny. Mm. I think that was Trey. Uh-huh. The rest of them were, well, you could just imagine what they were like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can't say that. Off, uh, we can't say this stuff on a family-friendly podcast, guys. If you want to know, you're going to have to watch the show. And then, and then we had then we had Carl, who just talked on and on and on and on. Again, it was like this like bizarre, quasi like motivational speech that like didn't at all like function is any sort of thing that worked at all no he (laughs) he bombed it the rest even the guys were laughing at him like please stop yeah there was who was it in particular there was one guy in particular who was like not a fan yeah i don't know his name though i know i know who you're talking about was it was it aaron maybe 
No. Well, is it? Are you thinking of the same guy who fought Cody later on? Yeah. Okay. Well, then it wasn't him. I didn't think it was him, but maybe. I thought it was maybe Aaron or Thomas or somebody, but yeah, it's third. <laughs> Uh, Trey Trey was not a fan either. (laughs) I love his facial expression so much. Um, Yeah, it's just like bizarre stuff, like like rubbing this banana on like a cardboard cutout of Katie. It's like at one point the the one thing I will bring up is at one point I forget even what he was saying. It was just nonsense, but he like flubbed this thing and combined suffer and Kate because he was trying to say like suffocate or something. Yeah. And he's always like, suffocate. <laughs> and everyone else just laughed at him. Like, uh, It was bad. <clears throat> just trust us, everyone, that, that it was very bad. Uh, yeah. I think... Should we talk about... Yeah, Mike? I think he was the last one. Decided to bring Katie on stage with him, which is always a good move. And during these types of presentation things. Mm-hmm. Please continue. Well, I everybody wants to know. <laughs> he like read this like heartfelt kind of thing about um, wondering what kind of person his wife would be and how he'd wait another thirty-one years if it meant he could marry her. It was just odd. Well, it was sort of, it was sort of like a love letter to his future wife, sort of thing. Yeah, but it was so like personal for someone like Katie who he doesn't know like it just felt oddly placed to me yeah well you know when you're a virgin on the bachelorette put into a sex positive season in a group date where you have to share why you would be the greatest lover it drives you to things. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't guess. I don't know what else he could have really done in this situation. Um, it's like, uh, I don't know why I would be the greatest lover, but that's it. That's my presentation. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that was fun. He got rewarded for it, which also surprised me. Yeah, but you know, Katie Katie loves Katie loves vulnerability. True. And he was vulnerable with her. He shared this this deep this deep stuff with her instead of just telling her what she wanted to hear. He told her stuff from his heart. And honestly, Christy, that's the most sex positive thing of all. <laughs> well, you're starting to sound like one of them now. <laughs> also, I feel like that must have been like terrifying to say that in front of the entire group of guys as well. Well, yeah, because there is a certain amount of like stigma in the general culture, which is kind of strange in my opinion, but. Yeah, it's like it's sort of like a rite of passage for people to be like, yeah, like, oh, so I've had sex before. Oh, you you haven't had sex before? <laughs> what have you been doing with your life? Oh, 
Yeah. It's very strange. Um, but good for him. Yep, he got the trophy. Yeah, he won. He won the group date, which means nothing. But congratulations, yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, we have the nighttime portion. Yep, always gotta have a nighttime portion of your group date. Yep, uh, Connor and Katie. Did some more making out, because uh, oh yeah, yeah it's it was pretty funny that whole thing because he was he seemed to be pretty like pretty f- kind of freaking out about their initial sort of interaction and you know the fact about the the cat costume and the like touching her with cat paws and like all that <laughs> different stuff uh which is just kind of funny uh and so he's like uh i think i, I think i'm gonna need a redo of that just to make sure <laughs> which was kind of funny because they did too they they so they kissed of course because you're on the bachelorette you gotta kiss um and so afterwards, he was like, "So," and she's like, "Yeah, I, I like it better without the cat costume." <laughs> you know, I just find it also really cringy when the two people talk about it, like before and after. I don't know if you mm-hmm. feel the same way, but when he's like, "Oh, we need I mean, to redo," look- and then afterwards, "Well, how was that?" <laughs> it's just I cringe when that happens. Like I. I'm always just a massive ball of cringe through the entire episodes. So I don't know if it was necessarily more cringe than I normally am at, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then Greg. Yeah. He gets the date card for his one-on-one, which was surprising is normally if you get the first impression rose, you don't get the first one-on-one date after that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, how again? How much influence do producers have? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll. Uh, I guess let's uh, put a pin in that for discussion later, because I have feelings about that. Because we, but we should finish the nighttime portion. Yes, she talks to Mike. Well, they didn't show much of that actually. Um, and then she talks to Carl and like, Katie like asks him about like a previous relationship. He's like, well, we don't really need to get into that. <laughs> it's just, well, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, we're like, we're here for my future relationship or whatever it was. He said like, wow, wait, Which... wait to dodge the question, Carl. It's like, what are you hiding? Well, uh, like, it's not even necessarily that it's hiding something. It's just, I think like. With his personality, but also, I think, with his motivational speaking thing. And I don't want to make a blanket statement about all motivational speakers. But 
I am going to make a blanket spa- statement about all motivational <laughs> speakers. No, no, it's not about all motivational speakers, but I just feel like motivational speaking can be the sort of thing where you get people who are BSers. Yes. Right? And that's very much like, I think as a field, it attracts that kind of people. No, that's not to say that there aren't people who are super inspirational and like super like just worthwhile to listen to um there are a lot of people out there that are like that but i think as a sort of quote-unquote profession that can have a lot of visibility and have a lot of sort of sway or influence if you're like known to a lot of people as a motivational speaker i think it does definitely attract the sort of personality that I think that Carl is, which is just somebody who's like it's a very like a very brash sort of full of himself, full of themselves, uh, BSer. And this was a classic example of that, where he's just like, no, like why, well, like cool. Let's not let's not talk about my past relationships. Let's talk about my future relationship with you, eyebrow waggle, <laughs> eyebrow waggle. Uh, where it's like. Yeah, okay, good for you. You diverted the conversation, but you also avoided an opportunity to, like, have a deep conversation with somebody. Yeah. So very... congrats. You, play, <laughs> you played yourself. Yeah, very surface level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I don't particularly like Carl. Yeah, he's he's very grating. Uh, so, Katie and Thomas had a convo. I don't remember what they talked about, just that they made out a lot. And he got and uh, he got the rose for that. Well, of course. And of course Carl was not happy. And I just loved this line of his where he's like, We're going to fix this during the cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, <laughs> goes back to the whole, like, weird, like, motivational speaker type thing where it's like he 100% believes that he can control things and mm-hmm. obtain the outcomes that he wants. Yeah. Whereas, like, a normal person would be like, well, I got to try to make a good impression and hopefully like make a connection with this woman he's like no like this is unacceptable we'll we'll like we'll fix this later like uh, okay (laughs) uh which uh narrator's note there he did not fix it during the cocktail party that's (laughs) true he really made a mess of things (laughs) uh yeah <laughs> so next is Greg's one-on-one. <laughs> Which okay, so I will say um so far I, I this is unsolicited, so I'm sorry, but so far I decently like Connor Greg And Mike isn't too bad. Which Mike? And the 
the Mike one, you know, the the Virgin Mike the Virgin. Okay, yeah, yes. Is there another Mike? There's one. I think there's a Michael that has the, the child. Oh yeah, no, no, not not Michael. He's gone. He is not long for this world. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Trey. I I like Trey's energy. Yeah, I like Trey too. Um, those are some people that I don't hate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you always wanted to know. What everyone wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, those are I like those people too. Yeah, so she was well, Katie pulls up in this old sort of old looking red pickup truck to get Greg. They're like wearing flannel. Yep, and all the guys can see I guess as they're like pulling away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I laughed. I laughed so hard at that uh quote and I, I have no idea who this was because it was just like he showed the group of guys but they're like all standing there watching this go on and katie goes in and and hugs greg and one of them's like oh, that's a good hug damn it <laughs> <laughs> like it's so frustrated it's so funny. Yeah. It really gives you an insight into <laughs> the mindset of everyone just analyzing everything that's going on, comparing yourself oh, yeah. to other people. Yeah, constant constant comparison of like, oh, am I am I is my relationship progressing? Are other guys' relationships progressed more than than mine have? Like this this whole thing. I mean, it must be such psychological and emotional torture oh it is for sure like why why would anybody do that i don't get it yeah i could not (laughs) handle that yeah so uh what do you think about this like wilderness camping trip it was not not a lot going on like they brought a tent and attempted to put it up. Uh, Which is just kind of funny. Because they, they only were there for like a morning and afternoon, right? Yeah, that was probably just <laughs> to make fun of Greg who couldn't pitch a tent. So, I... Yeah, there was pro- it was probably on like on the questionnaire for the season. It was like, One of the things was probably like, are you able to set up a tent? And he was like, no. And so they're like, you are going on a date. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did, what I did think was funny was Katie talking about what her dad used to do when they went camping for bathroom situation mm-hmm. where they would just take a bucket, flip it over, punch a hole in it, and then dig a hole in the ground and then put the, to- the bucket in the hole to basically create a makeshift toilet. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that people do. Oh, I had never heard of that before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you're not the most outdoorsy person. That is true, but still. I mean, it's better than, like, leaning up against a tree to do your business. Yeah, I guess. Slightly (laughs) more civilized. Christy only uses permanent facilities. 
No temporary bathroom establishments for Christy. No. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. I mean, I look, I'm sure that they did not use that no. at all. Because he also, like, he didn't even put a good enough hole in. He literally just, like, s- smacked the, t- the like, the bottom of the bucket with a hatchet. It's literally yeah, it all It looks like did. you could cut yourself on it if you actually sat on it. Well, so he did actually sit on it, but he didn't make, a like, a good enough hole to actually use it as a bathroom. No. <laughs> it was a little rough. Yep. So they, uh... They sat next to each other, and as he was sitting on the pot, they kissed. Because who hasn't wanted to (laughs) kiss well on the pot? Uh, Yeah, that's a bachelorette first, I have to say. Really? Are you sure? I think so. (laughs) Huh. Okay, I will believe you. (laughs) Yeah, so the whole, yeah, this ended up being a bit of a emotional date for sure um because for those who haven't watched the episode or won't watch the episode uh katie lost her father uh what was it 2012 Mm -hmm. um and i guess he was a very outdoorsy person and so he he would like take her fishing and do all sorts of outdoorsy stuff um and so this was like just like what what her dad used to do which i'm sure is exactly why the producers set it up yeah um because then greg greg got to emotionally support her there um as she kind of reminisced about about her dad and everything uh and then you know we find out of course in the evening then that Greg also lost his father um, only a couple years ago. And Greg's dad would do outdoorsy fishing stuff with him. Yeah, another reason why he was put on this date. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, But, I mean, I don't necessarily... Like, I don't like it, but I respect it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they get to both bond over that, you know. And it's you know, it's a little bit of drama because it's like, oh, is he just gonna be like a jerk to her when she's like talking about her dead dad when they're supposed to be on a date? Is she like, how's how's all how's it all gonna go? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it went well. He got the rose. Is. How terrible would it be if he like he didn't get the rose no, after that, all that? It's just that it's just can't like happen. Eh, actually, <laughs> I'd like you to go home. I can't have you being a downer. Yeah, anytime contestant shares stuff like that on the date, you just automatically get the rose. That's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, that's a cop out. This is supposed to be cutthroat. Mm. sometimes it is Hmm. and then they get fireworks usually there's you see fireworks once per season at least all the guys in the house can see the fireworks so they all know what's happening yeah and as i as i mentioned while we were watching it like 
the fireworks are like less of a thing for the actual date and more of just a psychological warfare thing. Because the guy, and it was kind of funny too because I was talking about that and immediately after one of the guys like se- like says exactly where he's like, oh man, like I bet they're kissing or whatever, <laughs> like, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, it is 100% just psychological warfare on the other contestants because they, they have the, the one-on-one date and then the producers send up all the fireworks and so it's just like this big thing in the guy's mind it's like oh my goodness it like it went really well and and their relationship has progressed so far and i've just been sitting here in my room all day doing nothing and their their relationship has progressed so much ah and you and you know oh they're sitting there making out ah (laughs) and i wish i could be there making out ah Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a fun time. What a upstanding moral and ethical show. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, yes. So great. So wonderful. Uh, yeah. What did you think about the next group date? Um, well, we have this standard thing you see every once in a while with the leads, or not the leads, the host, barging into the house, banging on pots and pans to wake everyone up and try to catch them, you know, just looking disheveled. So this has happened before. Yes, I've seen this. Pots and pans. Um, it's not always pots and pans. It's usually just some sort of, like, noisemaker or just sometimes just yelling one time. Um... They came in with pillows and just hit everybody to wake them up. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, so why why did this happen, Christy? Explain what's going on to me. I think it's just more of a psychological thing. Like, oh, I got jerked out of bed. I'm discombobulated, and now I have to go on a date. It's yeah. Even though, like, I'm again, I'm sure. I'm sure that they told them ahead of time that it was going to happen. Mm, probably not, I'm guessing. Mm, I don't know. I just... I just wonder because none of the guys were naked. You mean like completely naked? Well... I would think if you're on a reality show, you might not want to go to bed completely naked. Christy, these people are on The Bachelorette. Their judgment is clearly compromised in a significant way. (laughs) Still, though, I don't... Christy, you're trying to apply the real-world logic of a normal person who has common sense to people on The Bachelorette. Think, Think about what you're trying to do here. I know, I just... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard for me to put myself in that space. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, like, if I I was on The Bachelor, I I wouldn't sleep naked. Like, of course you wouldn't, because you're a a normal person who understands 
stuff about life. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they were told. But yes, but I'm, I meant more. Explain, explain to me about this about this date. Oh, the wrestling part. Um, yes, all of it. Well, tell the people they, what they want to hear. I guess they sh- everybody shuffles out of the house all groggy, wearing either nothing or just pants. And they're given like flannel shirts and jeans and cowboy hats. And they're competing for some sort of wrestling belt. It's I the, guess it's the it's it's the golden the giant golden belt buckle. I had forgotten what the, on, the little name was. It was so dumb, but so they pair them off. It was it was cowboy wrestling. I mean, come on, what more do you need to know? Yeah, it every even like Tasha and Caitlin were all everybody was wearing like jean stuff. Oh, it's cowboy day. <laughs> all because all of them had to all of them had to be in jeans and like a flannel sort of shirt and cowboy. Hat. Just jeans are the worst possible thing to wrestle to mud wrestle in though, because they're gonna be soaked and crusty at the same time, like. Christy, again, you're trying to apply common sense to a situation <laughs> in an alternate reality. Um, so they, like, pair them off. The only one I really paid attention to was the last pair, because, of course, Cody and Aaron had to rustle each other. And everyone could tell the vibe was off, and they were, like... Well, yes, because because uh, we, all, we all know this, because... There was a super well established storyline in last episode, <laughs> letting us know that these two had beef. Yeah, and they finally tell us this episode, which is very backwards, but apparently they know each other from San Diego where they live. But we still don't really know exactly why they don't like each other, but. No, no, we don't. But Aaron wins the wrestling contest mm-hmm. uh, which means he gets extra time with Katie while everybody else takes their mud soaked waterlogged jeans home well yes yeah, so, so I will I, w- I will say so he he won his wrestling match so I guess how they were doing it was they put them in pairs and one of like a person won they had the they had like this like uh, old prospector looking dude with a stringy beard who had hit a little hammer on an anvil every time to start i forgot uh, about him <laughs> yeah but so they they like would rule who won each individual match and i guess she just picked from the win like from the winners of each ones who would get the belt but yeah so aaron aaron got aaron got the belt buckle so congratulations to him but yeah so he got extra extra one-on-one time which just meant he then got grilled by katie as to why he did not like cody (laughs) oh yeah yeah he's Mm -hmm. just like they said they're not friends apparently he said some social media things cody did that rubbed him the wrong way but of course he didn't say what those things were like i just want to know exactly what it is but (laughs) poor christy christy 
Christy struggles significantly with the fact that she is not omniscient. She doesn't know everything. <laughs> well, if you're gonna because she wants to know everything. Like if Christy wants to know the most secret of things. I just feel like if you're gonna bring up something that you don't like about somebody, don't be vague. Yeah. Uh, well, we. I mean, we we still don't even don't even know if if uh, and maybe we were supposed to get this, but I don't even remember anything about their confrontation from the first episode. So I don't know if even if if Aaron is even in the right. Yeah, we don't know. But. Um. Yeah. So yeah. But he's he had to he had to sit there in his cold, crusty jeans. <laughs> yeah, that not was fun. that was fun. I'm sure. <laughs> so at the nighttime portion, Katie, of course, grabs Cody first because now she needs the other side. Oh yes, because this is and this is. Uh, you know everything on the table. You know we got it. If there's if there's drama, because she's she's sex positive and here to find a husband. And if anybody gets in the way, God help them. <laughs> yeah. So she tells Cody what Aaron said, and of course, like <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I just I just lost it. Because at one point she asks him directly. She's like, she's like, are you, like, are you here for fame or something like that? And he's just like, he had no defense. It's like, like this long, like stammering. It's like, wow, you couldn't even like pretend to be shocked or anything, like. No, he certainly looked a little guilty. I have to say. Had no, had no comeback. It's, it's so, so funny how he just like he was just dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. So then, of course, you know, she had to then talk to Aaron again. Did she? Did she grab Aaron aside again? Um. Well, I know Aaron and I, Cody I... talk to each other. Okay, I may have been thinking about later i i i guess i i thought that she had grabbed aaron again at that point but maybe i'm i'm maybe just be crazy uh but you are you are right the two of them did have have words then after that yeah where cody's like i look really bad you shouldn't have told her we knew each other <laughs> yeah that was another funny thing he like what he said was it was like nobody nobody his his like big thing was Nobody would have known that we knew each other if you had kept your mouth shut. Yeah. But like that's like that's the problem he had with the whole situation. And I feel like that's probably the reason why they were both cast in the first place. Oh, of so. course. Oh, of of course. Uh it's just kind of funny cuz obviously we like I don't know what Aaron's motivations are besides maybe just like wanting to have less people there so he has a better chance but Aaron definitely does come out of this thing looking better 
<laughs> yes, just because Cody is so <laughs> defenseless. That And that's not to say that maybe Aaron isn't, you know, maybe they just don't like each other because both of them are knucklehead jerks who aren't there for the right reasons. Uh, but, yeah, Cody definitely comes out of this just not looking great. Yeah, so much so that Katie is like, well, he looks rehearsed. And See you later. Yeah. <laughs> it's best. She's like, I can't trust him. I can't <laughs> trust him. I'm here to find a husband. Yeah. So Cody is gone. Yeah. And of course now, you know, Katie's just upset and down. It's just a disaster. And so the producers send one of the guys in to check on her. <laughs> wow, Christy, that's an awfully cynical view you have there. I mean, it's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, so Andrew S. is the lucky one. Mm -hmm. And they chatted about their upbringing, um, wearing hand-me-downs. Yep. Yeah, upbringing as as poor kids and their families and all of that. It is always funny to me when I see something like this because, like, he went in and he's just like, like, I just want to, I just want to reassure you, or I, I think maybe he was like, I, I like, I want to put your mind at ease that like, I'm here for the right reasons. <laughs> this is like. Is that necessary? Like, I just don't. Well, you kind of want to make sure you reassure Katie that you're not like Cody. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't want to be don't want to be confused or have your intentions confused for the intentions of Cody. That would not be good. I think Andrew got the rose, right? I forgot yes. to write down who did, but I think he did. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, Katie gave him the rose because of how they connected. Mm -hmm. It has kind of been interesting. She, like, at least so far, she, like, when she has the rose, she'll be like, this is what I really appreciated about you, and this is what I really appreciated about you, and, like, kind of says something that she liked about, like, all of the sort of contenders yeah. for that rose for lack of a better word um and then yeah gave it to andrew yep and hunter says he feels like he got punched in the gut i'm not because hunter is super memorable <clears throat> and has a great connection with her. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember anything about hunter but i guess he felt he should have gotten it he felt betrayed <laughs> so betrayed yeah. <laughs> mm, man. So uh, it's now time for the cocktail party for the rose ceremony. What did you think of Katie's green dress? Well, it's... Sh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's super expensive, but it didn't look it. Yeah, that's actually very accurate. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. It was very shiny. 
almost like very green, yes, almost very metallic shiny. looking. Um, yeah, or even like it, and it wasn't like it wasn't sequins or anything like that, but it was very much like one of those uh, materials that's quite metallic, shiny looking. That's almost like sort of like this stretchy type of weird like material almost yeah the dress supposedly is two thousand two hundred and ten dollars so you were right about it being expensive but not looking it (laughs) um well i mean what do i really know about about dresses but yeah uh. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of going into some drama. Yeah, um, so a couple of, there was a conversation with Michael where there wasn't much there. I think he's the one who didn't get a date this no, week. No, he's also the one with the kid. Yeah. Um. Which, like, he... He, I still am not convinced that he is around for much longer. No, probably not. Like, I think that he'll survive this rose ceremony, but I'm not convinced he'll survive the next rose ceremony. Yeah, she doesn't seem that into him. No. And... No, even though, even though uh, she did sort of try to reassure him. Yeah. As I said, he was like, yeah, it's like, it's been really hard. Like, I've been away from my kid and like all this. I'm like, well, don't worry. You'll get to see your kid again (laughs) soon. It'll only be a few more days, Michael. He'll be home. So after this is when Carl really starts his downward spiral. He's chatting with the guys and he's like wondering if Cody was the only one who wasn't there for the right reasons. And, of course, Sensible John is like, maybe we shouldn't waste time thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what is the point of speculating about that? Yeah. And then... I just... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything important. Oh. Um, Katie chats with Thomas, and somehow she's already picturing a life with him. Did I miss something? (laughs) 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 Can I just say... I f- I found this very hilarious because right you have certain levels of of how people do things right so you have people where like who don't have a great connection like Michael who's like oh can I kiss you <laughs> or like Connor who's like oh, I'm super anxious that like the cat thing didn't go well like whatever or just like people kissing randomly and then you have Thomas who as they go to leave like goes in for like a hug but also like kisses her on the neck like super strange like it was very much like this slow motion train wreck of like what is he doing he's like what is he doing he's like oh i'm gonna hu- oh wait but i should kiss her but oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> very bizarre oh 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 that reminds me too i wasn't i uh 
I missed this in my notes, but it's funny enough that I that I want to mention it. So back to the group date. As uh, so Aaron got to spend the, the extra time on the on the range, as it were, with Katie, and they sent all the rest of the people back, like in a hay wagon to get cleaned up and and everything for the evening portion. But as the guys, so <laughs> so at the beginning of the date. There's sort of this like little three foot high sort of barricade fence type thing. So you had this action shot of all these guys jumping nimbly over it or like ducking underneath it, all this stuff. And then as they're all hedged the hay wagon, you see all of them and like three quarters of them are just hobbling away like old <laughs> men toward, like, toward, like after the wrestling towards the hay wagon. It's just like, wow, what a, what a change here. <laughs> well, they're they're weighed down by all that mud. Well, it was it was less that and more just it looked like they were hurting. Yes. <laughs> well, they did just finish punching each other, which was funny. They, I mean, no, most of them didn't punch each other, Christy. It was a it was a clean wrestling match. Okay. <laughs> it looked a bit <laughs> rough to me. Yeah, but still, it wasn't punching. But anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming here uh, at the Rose yeah, Ceremony. Katie and Carl. Boy, this was a dizzy. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> I say that with no reservation. I can't disagree. He's talking to Katie. He's like, I don't know if everyone is being 100% transparent. There are people here who don't have the best intentions. But I don't want you to stress about that. I want you to stay vigilant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've, I, I, like, I've said all these like terrible things that are vague and with no detail. But like, I don't want you to be stressed out. But like, you need to watch your back. Yeah, I want you to stay village vigilant. But I won't tell you any names or specifics. <laughs> it's uh, I just so yeah. So he gets sent back out. Yes. Right? Oh, but right, and then wait, she, right before that, I hate when people do this. He's like, give me a hug. <laughs> uh, either hug the person or don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So he gets sent out, and then she comes storming out because, right, she's sex positive, and she's here to find a husband. <laughs> And so she's like, I like I thought that like we had dealt with all the drama and like got rid of Cody and everything, but now I'm finding out that like there are more people who aren't here for the right reasons, and like this is like just very like angry and upset, and then she's like, okay. Aaron, I need to talk with you because at this point he's the only one she trusts. Potentially. Which is kind of funny. I don't know. She didn't seem very happy with him. Well, that may be true as well. But so after she takes Aaron out, all the rest of the guys are like, um, what just happened? Where is that coming from? Man, Carl looks so guilty. And like at first he didn't say anything. 
but then I guess after ever the guys are still like, "What's going on?" Carl like raises his hand, like real yeah, slow. He's like raises. His, he's like, uh, "I may have said something. <laughs> like it wasn't really anything, but like I may have mentioned a couple things." And of course, all the guys are like, "Just what is wrong with yes. you?" <laughs> and like, and Carl's like, "Oh, I want to give the person the chance to come forward and confess." I don't want to say here what I heard. Ugh, it was just yeah. It was just like uh, yeah, he, how he's like yeah. Like I just told her that like maybe there are people here who weren't being authentic. <laughs> and like you know, I heard some stuff circulating. <laughs> like, and then 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 the whole thing where he's like, like I don't like I don't want to name any names. I just want to give the person. The, the bad person a chance to come forward and confess but I'm not like I'm not gonna like put that person on blast because he said that like multiple yeah. times and so there was multiple m- moments there where like everyone was like you already did that yes <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing was so funny to me I was dying just all the guys like ganging up on him just incredulous like what is wrong with you? And there's Carl like, just what? like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I I don't get him. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, this this was quite something. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, Aaron comes back after talking to Katie and he's just like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Carl's like, or no, Aaron is like, that's the dumbest thing you could have possibly done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is because he's like, so he made Katie super upset. He made the guy super upset. He made it so that Katie now like has zero trust in anybody. Mm-hmm. It was so pointless. It was so pointless. Yeah. I have to wonder how much of this was influenced by producers. Because, like, I it's mean, possible Carl did it, hear something. And then the producers were like, oh, maybe you should mention something to Katie. <laughs> well, yeah, and look, I I don't want to separate the fact or, or necessarily say that, like, Carl being an idiot is not mutually exclusive with other people not being there for the quote-unquote right oh, of course right yeah. because because right we did see in the like the promos from the first episode that and i don't know who this was but somebody was like yeah like i'm here for the followers and i don't know the context for that but also i know that this is the bachelorette and i know that the bachelor franchise is a terrible swamp of corruption that just cycles people back and forth between the shows and so it's it's understandable that somebody would want to come on the show for that because it's like what person in their right mind comes on the show to find love and as we've as we've said before and discussed before yeah, the the show creates an environment where people it's incentivizing people to like engage in that behavior because it's like, well, if I can get on if I can get on the show and 
like be memorable enough or like last long enough that I get a decent amount of airtime and make an impression, then who cares what happens? I'm gaining followers. I go home eventually, but like that's not really a big deal because if I had enough airtime and was memorable enough, maybe I'll get to be a lead in the future or, you know, I'll get shuffled to Bachelor in Paradise or even potentially like another, you know, season of, you know, The Bachelorette or whatever. And so, yeah, it totally incentivizes that. And so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he was right or even necessarily that he, potentially that he heard something that made him think that. But it, just how he handled it was complete idiocy. Yeah, that's the sort of thing you keep to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But no, he had to share with everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because why not? So that was pretty much the end. Oh, boy, what an exciting episode. Yep, we have a cliffhanger. We don't know who will go home. Of course, we're, again, again, we are off schedule. I know, I hate when they do this. Just end the episode with a rose ceremony. It's not that hard. (laughs) Uh, But Christy, they would have had to cut out shots of shirtless guys. Mm. Oh, we can't do that. I guess not. I will say, though, uh... And I, I was kind of sad that we were, we didn't watch the end of the episode together because I laughed pretty hard about th- about this with the end tag when they're talking about, uh, well, Chris, Chris, Katie was talking with Connor and saying how she has a total fear of needles because mm-hmm. it kind of segued to, from talking about tattoos because they were like drawing pic- a picture of each other or whatever. And she doesn't like tattoos. Like she doesn't have any tattoos because she's deathly afraid of needles. And so... And it seems like maybe med- more medical stuff in general, too, because she was talking about her COVID tests mm-hmm. and how, like, she punched a nurse, <laughs> sort of, quote unquote, like, not actually punched, but, like, smacked a nurse because of her sort of knee-jerk reaction to the swab stabbing her brain. But the, what I really laughed at was Connor, like, at the very end of that was like, next time they're going to have to use a tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good tag. Yes, good tag, good tag. Oh, man. Well, are you excited for the future, Christy? Yeah, it's, it's a, seems like it's a good season so far. Yeah, even though it is the sex-positive season. I mean, to me, at, that, at this point, it's just kind of a gimmick. It's this phrase that just keeps getting repeated without... Yeah, I just feel like we're, I feel like we're going to continue to have dates like the ones that we have experienced so far. Yeah, well, they are stuck on a resort with not much to do, so I just feel like the dates are kind of a bit lame. I mean, we've kind of seen that with Matt's season and then the Claire and Tasha season as well. It's just not a Christy, lot going there on. Are so, there are so many amenities. Okay, come on. There's got to be something they could do. Well, hopefully we'll see. 
something more exciting than mud wrestling and (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep yeah mud wrestling and why i am the greatest lover presentation (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) do we yeah do we have a kiss count for this episode regrettably yes it is eight. Okay, it's respectable. <laughs> That's not respectable. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I don't know. I thought it actually thought the number might have been higher, but I'm sure we will ramp up as the season goes along. Look, we already we're 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 already well ahead of Matt's, well, actually, no, that's not true. That's a lie. That is a dirty, rotten lie. There were like, there were 11 kisses in the second episode last season. So I take that back, everyone. I was wrong. Well, I think that's it, Christy. I think we have talked about everything there is to talk about. Yeah, I think so. The entire universe. This has been Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy. We'll talk to you next week.